This is not a lifestyle you pick up on Sunday mornings until next Sunday. This is a lifestyle. I don't want to just talk about the topic of honor without breaking it down. And let's incorporate it into our world, every role of our life. There should be a distinct difference between Christians and the world. And that's why we are salt and we are light. And if we truly were living a lifestyle of honor, we would represent him wherever we go, everywhere we go. Loving all people, whether they act right or they don't act right. You are listening to the Harvest Church Podcast. Here at Harvest, we love God, love people, and live with purpose. Our services are on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. and on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, let's listen in to a message by Pastor Joe Coyne. All right, we're going to dive right into a series I have on my heart that was spoken out on announcements or wherever you go, there's a theme that I really believe that we need to do better at as a church, um, personally, as, uh, you know, the body of Christ universally. And, uh, it, it, and I think we need to come up on honor. So we're going to talk about how to live the lifestyle of honor for the next few weeks. Now I want to turn right to the scriptures in Malachi chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. I'll be reading from the message translation. It says, and this is God speaking, it says, you know what? Yes, take a good look. Then you'll see how faithfully, how faithfully I've loved you. And you want even more, saying, may God be even greater beyond the borders of Israel. We don't want to, uh, you know, hold this into our own self and not allow other people to get in on it. Uh, we had a great brave men's meeting yesterday. All the men who weren't able to come, please, please make, make it happen next time. But, uh, you know, you, you just, I invite people all in my world. And, and a young man came yesterday as a result. Now, I didn't tell him I was the pastor, so when he saw me up there, he said, what? I didn't know you were a pastor. So we just, you know, act real, and, and of course, we should anyway, and authentic. But, um, you know, we want to expand this, the kingdom of God that has been so wonderfully imparted in our heart by the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is not physical yet, but there's coming a day that heaven's going to come to earth. There'll be a new heaven, a new earth, and that'll be you know, the kingdom of God uh, established on a new earth. And, and, but we need to also realize that the kingdom of come has come in the sense of when Jesus came and died for us, he that knew no sin was made to be sin for us, so we become right with God again. Then the word of God says, now, now you become righteous, right with God. You can't develop in righteousness, you're either right with God or you're not right with God. So when we say, thank God, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, we're not boasting in something in ourselves. we're boasting in something in Christ, in the Lord. He made us right with God. And, and so the kingdom of God now that we expand is righteousness, helping people get right with God and, and joy. Man, I'm telling you what, there's a joy in God that you'll never know unless you go ahead and, you know, make him the Lord and Savior of your life. Righteousness and peace and joy. We want to spread peace because, you know, world peace is dependent upon circumstances. But God's peace passes all understanding and will help us in all times, in all challenges, 
and Jesus is Lord. So, goes on to say, yeah, we want to expand this love to the world. And isn't it true that a son honors his father? Is that true? And a worker, uh, his master or boss would be a better way to put that. So if I'm your father, where's my honor? If God is our father, the question today I want to, want to begin to answer is, he's asking, where's my honor? So I take that personally, and I bring it to Harvest Church and, and to those who we oversee, and, and, and as far as God would want to take this message, I have to ask myself, God, have, been, have I been honoring you in my daily walk like I should? We just came out of praise and worship. Have I been honoring you with all my heart, all my soul, all my strength, totally focused on you? Can I say like we sang today, in my life, be lifted high. In my world, be lifted high. In my family, be lifted high. High. On the workplace, be lifted high. I'm not going around, you know, praising God like, like we, we do here when we express ourselves. but I do praise God. Because, you know, uh, when, when we're amongst uh, wherever we work, we're supposed to be salt and light, right? I believe people should be provoked, even when we don't say a word, with, with the light that's upon our life. Arise and shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord's risen upon you. I really believe that, that you should be able to see in someone's life whether, his, whether Jesus is Lord or not, right? Or Savior, there's just something lit upon them. It's not spooky, it's not weird. I'm just saying it's, it's wonderful because God's changed our life. So he said, um, and I, I would ask you if you could answer this question with me. Uh, so if I'm your father, where's my honor? If I'm your master or your boss, where's the respect? God of the angel armies is calling you to the carpet. <laughs> Whoa. You ever been called to the carpet on something? Well, not to the level God calls us to the carpet. Wow. You know what? And really, he's dealing with the leaders first because he said, your priests despise me. And, and, and you say, not so. How do we despise you? He said, by your shoddy, sloppy, defiling worship. <laughs> so when I'm worshiping here, I'm praising here today, I'm not, I'm not worried about what you, you're, you're seeing in my life. I, I'm not even thinking about you looking at me. I, I'm thinking about, man, this is this is the presence of God. I'm going to just give him my individual attention. I want to give him my, my most high praise and my most high worship because he, he is worthy of all praise and all honor and all glory. Think about that. But God does deal, he deals with leaders first, and he's been dealing with me first about this. I'm going to take my honor for God to a higher level. In my life, in my world, as a father, as papa. <laughs> wow, what, what, what a significant indictment. God's saying, you know what, you're defiling me in your shoddy, sloppy, defiling worship. He would that we worship him in spirit and in truth. Total focus. Today, we'd honor him because we're speaking the word of God. 
If we honor his word, we're not letting anybody distract us. We're focusing. We are leaning in because God's going to speak a good word in our life today. Right? How many are expecting? And you're receiving right now. We're, we're, we're receiving what we need this morning. God is speaking. Let's watch distractions. You know, I don't mind you taking notes on your iPad or your phone, but let's not be texting. Let's not be posting. Um, let's focus on God. Now, if you have a, a great thing that God shares with you, you can post that. But don't get in conversations that pulls you away from God because how, how do you like it when someone's in conversation with you and they're texting? And so we're not really, I, I'm just saying, listen, I'm, I'm asking myself these questions, you know. Um, I, I need to take that up in my life, you know, and for... Um, you know, how, how, am I really honoring my wife with the attention I'm giving her? Or is my mind on three different things while she's sharing something with me? Uh, so anyway, um, I don't know if you want to personally say ouch, hallelujah, but I think there's going to be several of those this morning. And I'm first in line. So uh, you priest, sloppy, defiling worship. You ask, what do you mean, defiling? He said, well, what's defiling about it? And when you say the altar of God is not important anymore, we don't need church anymore. I can just stay at home and just do my own thing. And boy, that's the enemy's tactic. He wants to isolate you. He wants to get you away from good company. He wants to get, he wants to get you uh, away from an environment that that brings his word to light, and we learn, and we grow, and we apply it. Talked to the men yesterday about winning. Application is required. We hear the word of God, and then we do the word of God. Faith without works is dead. So in other words, we apply the word of God in our life, and our life just is revolutionized by his word, by his presence, by good people around us, by, by good company. I'm not, I, listen, if, if the enemy's trying to, you know, distract you, you know what, a, a big problem for the church and the world today, there's so many darn distractions where people can't even be focused anymore. Well, let's be focused back again. And again, my wife said it perfectly. We can enjoy different things in this world, but let's keep God first. Listen, if you go on a vacation and you don't pray and get in your word, you're going to be miserable. Come on now. My wife and I enjoy watching miserable people on vacation at Disney World. The kid's crying. Now, you're going to enjoy this trip. I paid a lot of money. You better wipe that off your face. Now, first of all, was that honorable? Come on. I'm asking all kinds of questions. Is the way I'm communicating to my wife honorable? Is the way I'm communicating to my kids honorable? You know, there's a right and good way that we need to communicate. Hey, is, is my, it, when I am, when I have the privilege of coming across another race than I am, and I, am I being honorable? My communication, my attention? God, we're God's kids. When you receive Jesus, we come in the same family. We love, we respect, we, we take the level of honor to a different place than the world can. And it's all saturated in the love of God. He said, so one of the reasons why you're not honoring me is because you said the, 
the altar of God, the presence of God, the church of God, assembling in the church, it's not important anymore. You know, worship of God is no longer a priority. That's defiling. And when you offer worthless animals for sacrifices in worship, listen, we, we, you know we teach tithing and giving, and, and Proverbs 3 refers to tithing. He said, honor the Lord. How, how do we honor the Lord? What's next? With the first fruit of all our income. So first fruit is different than last leftovers, if you have any. Now, some of you might have had a budget that doesn't allow you to tithe. I encourage you. You want God to be your source and supplier. And one of the things that you, you know, we need to make sure we change is make sure we don't live beyond our wage and we factor in tithing and giving. Honor the Lord with your first fruit of all your increase. Your barns will be filled with plenty. It's all kinds of different scriptures that talk about honoring. We're going to explore it. Because here, here the priests were giving leftovers. Come on. Uh, uh, worship's no longer a priority. I mean, I know I'm preaching to the choir. Aren't you glad you're here this morning? Come on. I'm glad I'm here this morning. And, and he said, because, you know, the animals, you're giving as an offering worthless animals for sacrifice. You know, like that clothes that has holes in it. You don't want it anymore. And you say, I'll sow a seed. All right, we'll get ready to receive a harvest. Animals that are trying, you're trying to get rid of these animals. Let's worship the Lord with our blind animals. Let's worship the Lord with our sick and crippled animals. Let's worship, you know, that's defiling to God. Try a trick like that on your banker or the senator. How far do you think that's going to get you? God of the angel army asks you these questions today. Now, right now is about time I wish we could write back into praise. But we need to sit down and listen and take this in today. And don't forget, I'm, I'm first in line. I'm going to come up higher in my honor for God and all the different ways he said we can honor him and honor people. We love God. We love people. We live with purpose. If you love God, you're going to start loving people no matter how they act. But I only want to be around Christians. Well, wait till you see how they act. <laughs> Excuse me. Did I say that out loud? Oh, my goodness. I... <laughs> Whoops. Um, <clears throat> we should be acting different than the world, but we can also be a body and emotional ruled Christian. That's called a carnal Christian, where you, let, you don't let your spirit man dominate. You allow your emotions and your flesh and all those different things to dictate whether you're going to have a good day or a bad day or if someone gets on my last nerve. Well, in God, you don't have a last nerve. Boy, that just went tilt, didn't it? Oh, I didn't say I didn't feel like it was on my last nerves. But normally when I get to that place, if I can't respond um, in, in, in the right way in that situation, uh, I, I t take a minute, you know, excuse me, I got to take this call, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and um, 
so that I respond correctly in that situation. When, when, when someone takes a bite out of you, how are you going to respond? It's not how people treat you that matters. It's how you respond to how they just treated you that matters. You want to you wanna, you wanna shed abroad light in your world? Have somebody cuss you out and say, listen, I apologize if I did anything I, I was not aware of. Forgive me. That'll bring something different into that conversation. Come on, anybody in the line of honor with me today? Come on, anybody? Oh, come on now. How'd you speak to your kids this morning? Was that honorable? Well, how you talk about your boss or your employer behind their back? Now, you know, because I have a pastor for over 35 years, my wife and I have the same pastors, how do you speak about your spiritual leaders behind their back? You know, you can't receive from someone you, you don't respect and honor. And respect and honor should not be given the first service you attend Harvest Church. You better watch us over time because you better know who you're following. You need to see their character is the same behind the scene as it is in the pulpit. Or better behind the scene. Wow. No wonder why the Lord's Prayer, you all remember the prayer that Jesus sort of modeled before the disciples? Help help me with that prayer today. What's the first thing it says? Our Father, which art in heaven. Hold on a second. What came first? Praise and worship. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Have moments in your life where no one even is knowing what you're doing, but up underneath your breath, say, God, I love you. I hallow your name. You're so wonderful. Appreciate uh, Nicole getting emotional this morning because she'd been through some stuff, just like me and you, been through some stuff. More stuff than we've ever thanked God enough for. All right, so our Father which art in heaven, what? Start in praise and worship. Hallowed be thy name. Thy thy kingdom come, which it has spiritually in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom came within me when I received Jesus, the king, and his kingdom on the inside of me. And as a king, he comes on the inside of me, and now we have to find out how he operates, how he speaks, uh, how we can represent him in honor. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Come on, we're, we're going to honor him with this prayer. And what? I try, to, I try to speak that every day because I don't want something to unfold that's not the will of God for my life. No wonder why Jesus headed to the cross. He, he was so over, just so aching about the, the way he was going to have to be, uh, you know, murdered. And, and he was innocent and he came before God in, in, in Gethsemane and a place where he was seeking God. He said, oh, God, if this cup, if this assignment, if, if, if this can be done a different way. But then he said, what's honorable? Nevertheless, not my will be done. 
your will be done. Very consistently, my wife and I prayed these things over you. God, I just pray all of us will continue to allow your plans, your purposes, your pursuits to unfold in our life. That good work you've started within all of us, Father God, God, I thank you for bringing it to full completion. I thank you, God, that you work within us both to will and to do of your good pleasure. Would anybody, can I dare anybody today say, God, not my will be done, but your will be done. You know, that's honor. So our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What? Give us this day our daily bread. Thank you, Father, for meeting all of our needs today. You said, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. I thank you for meeting all of our needs, spirit, soul, and body, financially, relationally, in every way. Father, be involved in everything in my life today. Every area, every role, give me wisdom. This is something we do on a daily basis. Because it helps us focus. And if we really apply honor to each area of these categories, wow, that can change everything. Give us our daily bread and lead us not into temptation. Father, I thank you today for leading me and guiding me and all those in my domain that I'm responsible for. I thank you for leading us in the way that it will avert danger. I thank you for leading me and guiding me throughout this day, and I want to pay attention to my heart, and I'm going to keep feeding on your word so my conscience is, is very, very sensitive to you. The scripture says we become one spirit with God, joined together like these two shall become one flesh. That's why, uh, <clears throat> that's why marriage is sort of a type of our relationship with God. And if we're one spirit with the Lord, if we focus our attention on him and we daily get in that word and we daily just talk to him as our father, loving father, as we do that... <clears throat> We become sensitive to pick up what he likes, what he doesn't like. Everything in a situation or a scenario that you're walking into, everything looks right, but something's not right. That's warnings for God to say, uh, hey, uh, you need to get out of here. Whatever would break and breach integrity, don't touch it. We honor God with integrity. Okay, where am I at in the prayer? Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil, which he already has. So this is sort of an Old Testament framework, but now we need to put the new covenant language into it. So instead of God deliver me, I thank you, God, you have spoiled principalities and powers, and you've made us show them openly, triumphing in them and in the cross. And you've given us the name that's above every name. At that name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. All authority, Jesus says, has been given unto me. Now I want you to go and use my name. And when you have wrong thoughts come to your mind, Cast them out of your mind in the name of Jesus. Come on. When fears come against your life, we use the name of Jesus because God, God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. 
when we use the name, we're honoring the name because we believe in the name. Otherwise, we wouldn't use the name. I, and, and what I say, too, uh, in delivering us from evil, uh, I said, I rebuke any foul spirit that would try to attach itself against any of us in Jesus' name. It's the devil, shut your mouth up. I bind hell and I loose heaven. This is not a lifestyle you pick up on Sunday mornings until next Sunday. This is a lifestyle. I don't want to just talk about the topic of honor without breaking it down. And let's incorporate it into our world. Every role of our life. There should be a distinct difference between Christians and the world. And that's why we are salt and we are light. And if we truly were living a lifestyle of honor, we would represent him wherever we go. Everywhere we go. Loving all people. Whether they act right or they don't act right. Tell that person next to you, I'm in line with pastor. I'm in line with them now. I'm in line. All right. But wait, wait, wait. How we... Oh, yeah, it, within that says, forgive us. God, forgive us if we've erred in any way. Forgive me for stepping out of the love of God anyway, and I didn't pick up my heart. Forgive me if I've stepped out of faith in any way. God, if there's something you've been telling me for quite some time, please bring it to my attention, and I'll honor you by doing it this time. Whether I've committed sin or there's sins of commission in my life, forgive me, God. I'm not being honorable. I apologize. God's not a mystical, chemical dissipating in the air. He is a person. When you talk to God, you're talking to a person. And if we realize we're talking to a person that deserves all honor and all glory and all power and all dominion. And, oh, it, it just changes everything. I've told you this over and over again. Dad's been gone about nine years now. And, and, and at that time, it was hard for me to get through that. But the, one of the best ways I got through that was getting a revelation knowledge of who the Father God was for me. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not bringing dishonor to him and say, God, Daddy God, Abba Father, which the word says, Father, I thank you, you're my Father. And you, 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 you have a Father's role in my life. Most of us didn't have good role models as men or fathers in our life. That's why I challenge you, get yourself to brave and bring. Bring men, bring young men. Because they need to learn what in the world this walk is truly all about. It changes everything. Seek ye 27th, the kingdom of God, and his righteousness. If I can get to it. And I want all that, everything else being added to me. I like that part. 
Are we seeking him first in our life? Are, are, we, are we saying Jesus is Lord except for with my billfold? Jesus is Lord except for don't meddle in my relationship. Jesus is Lord except, you know what, don't, don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not into your lifestyle, God. I want to maintain my lifestyle and still get into heaven. You can't. Come on, is there any spirit of honor happening here this morning? Oh, God, we honor you. Forgive us for, for any time we've ever done something contrary to your word or by the witness of the Holy Spirit. I was trying to make a point here, and I think I am. Our Father, which art in heaven, all in between, for thine is the kingdom, and thine is the honor, and thine is the glory, and thine is the power forever and forever. That should be the bookends to our prayer life. And when you finish it, you're not done for the day. You can just commune with him because he's a person. He wants to be with us. Jesus is a person. He is the very person of Jesus in a glorified flesh body is seated at the right hand of the Father. Are we honoring him? The Holy Spirit is a person, the third part of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit, it's his dispensation on this earth today. Are we, you know, I, my wife and I do our best to come into a service to flow with the Holy Spirit, not grieve him. If, he, if he's leading us to do something a little different that day, we want to honor what he wants to do because that's where the life is. That's where the quickening is. That, that's where... That's where um, burdens are removed and yokes are destroyed. So we can see clearly, and I think if this is just what we all can look at and drill in today is we see a sobering indictment. Where's my honor? God said. He talks to leaders first. And wherever we go, whether we're in a position of leadership you are in leadership in some capacity, and someone is eating from your tree. Someone's watching your actions when negative things happen. How, uh, and most importantly, our kids are first in line to see. But my, the, the one I voted for president's not in office. I wonder how parents would talk about that president amongst their kids. That is our president. We pray for the, listen, I voted for those who got in, and I didn't vote for those who, wait. But there are times that the person I would have preferred was in office. But we pray for all that be in authority. If there's some things that we need to stand up and passively bring to the attention, that's fine. You know, Martin Luther King did it right. He didn't go around instigating takeovers and cities and all that kind of stuff and making all kinds of mess, wrecking havoc. No, that's not the right way to do it. If you pray, you don't do that because you're going to do it God's way. When God comes on the scene, he's going to bring love on the scene because there's a definition of who God is. Do you remember what that first thing is? 
Who is God? God is love. And, and, and that's another thing we have to talk about. Y'all breathe and take a few deep breaths. Come on now. Let's just, just re- regroup here for a second, all right? Honor, let me just define it a little bit. And this is what it says. Honor means to esteem. Think about it in context to all of our roles, all the people we're in contact with, everything we do, everywhere we go. Are we bringing honor? Are we bringing peace? Or are we showing up and people split the Red Sea to get out of your, get out of your pathway? I really believe that if we're following God right, we should be approachable, we should be teachable, um, we, should, we, we should be advancing the kingdom of God in some way, we should become a brave man, an authentic woman. Now again, remind you, I'm not saying I'm an authentic woman, I'm just saying, ladies, you can be an authentic woman. You know, we're disrespecting God when we go out of what God said and he made them man and female not whatever you choose. We disrespect God by allowing the world to say, you can be whatever you want to be. No, God in the beginning created heaven and earth. God created man out of dust of the ground. God breathed the breath of life into, into that person and became a living soul. And God said, I made you male and I made you female. Don't confuse that. Irritates me, agitates me. The world is influencing the church. The church is supposed to be influencing the world. The church knows who we are in Christ. God made us. He defines us. He equips us. He gives us. And he said, now go be salt and light. Don't fall for that foolishness. You fall on my word and that'll be honorable. I got so, I mean, there are two ministers that, that if I mentioned their name, you would know them. One said, you know what, I'm being, beginning to evolve with how I see um, homosexuality and lesbianism. And the other one would say, oh gosh, y'all praying for me? Can I, can I just let it go? All right, well, you're going to get it. Then another, I mean, well, well-known minister, the person interviewing him said, will, will gay people get into heaven? He said, I, listen, I've got a positive message, and I believe they will. I, I'm not against homosexuals, lesbians. I'm not against pornography. I'm, yes, I'm against the sin, but not the sinner. We want people to come to the truth. When the Word of God says that if you live that lifestyle, you're not entering into the kingdom. Sin is sin. That's, that's not say, ooh, they're in lesbianism. Ooh, they're homosexuals. What about, ooh, alcoholism? What about, ooh, workaholism? What about, ooh, how you treating your kid? How about, ooh, you know, your wife? How, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, sin is sin. There's no degree. It's just like in, God, in the mind of God, there's not really degrees of sickness. Because do you think heaven's going to have a power tilt when you say, in the name of Jesus, cancer, be healed? You know? Is that real? Instead of, uh, let's just go ahead and let's pray over that person with a hangnail. It, it, the lights aren't blinking in heaven when there's a particular need that we're confronted with. All things are possible with God. Then he said, all things are possible if you just believe me and take my word and apply my word. Application is required. I wonder if anybody's going to go into their world this week and just live more honorably. Stand up, please.
Now, you standing up gives me a few more minutes, so hang in there. If you have to go to work, I understand. But I think we heard the spirit of the message this morning. I've been provoked. And I hope everything I said this morning was taking in the light of the love of God. I don't mind you, I'm just saying that if you ever see me on TV being interviewed, I'm not going to give my opinion. I'm going to say, you know what God's word says. I, I, my, my whole life, I have a biblical worldview. So, so this is what God says about the matter. I'm not smart enough to be God. He's all-knowing, omniscient. He knows more about everything than your degree at Harvard. He doesn't have a degree of wisdom. He is wisdom. He has all knowledge. We honor God when we go with his word in spite of what's become so popular in the world. Some kids are going to college, say, you know what? This is my time to explore every kind of life I want to live. No, wrong. There's only one kind of life to live. If you are born with the genes of a woman, you are a woman. If you're born with the genes of a man, you are a man. That's why you need to find good leaders that can help set the right example, following the right word of God. And and listen, please understand, God's word doesn't have a 2.0 version. We're not now on the 75th version of the word of God. God's word is flawless. God's word is perfect. God's word is a person. God's word is Jesus. Come on. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man can follow, uh, no man can get to heaven unless you follow Jesus in. But guess what? There are no new versions of the Word of God. But I tell you what, I don't know what version I am, but I just popped up to another level today of a new version of how I'm going to conduct my life and pay more attention to the honor of God because I need to improve. Father, we just thank you just for stirring us up today. And you know what? Let's just apologize to God if we've dishonored him in any way. And all of us need to do that, whether you know it or not. Oh, Father, forgive us. When we've stepped over the boundary of honor, I've spoken to my wife in a dishonorable way before, and it caught my heart, and I said, ah, That was not honorable. I don't care if it's truth or not. You got to watch the truth. The word says, speak the truth in love. Father, we examine our life today, and I want to thank you for examining my life so we can bring back the honor of God. Look at me. There was a day that the world had a healthy honor and respect for the church. Now the word has lost its honor and respect for the church because now the church is acting just like the world. Whole denominations are taking pages out of the Bible saying, we condone this now. Bishops can be that lifestyle and that lifestyle and that lifestyle. No, you can't. You don't choose what you are. Jesus is Lord. God made you. You're already something. You just need to discover it. You don't have to discover whether you're man or woman. You are what you are. And so please stay that way. And, and then start renewing your mind on the Word of God. Let me tell you how people 
fall into this lifestyle. You want to understand how people fall into this lifestyle? It's happened to all of us in some measure, in some form of sin. People fall into lifestyles when the enemy bombards their mind. You're not a man. You're not a man. You're not a man. You're not a man. And if you don't cast down that imagination, you'll start to think, I guess I'm not a man. I'm just thinking it all the time. And the world reinforces that. Then the world celebrates that. And the world sets this order and this and this. And, and everything is trying to groom you toward being something that God said, didn't say you were. You want to know a battle that we need to win every day? It's a battle of the mind. And we'll never know what thoughts to cast down in the name of Jesus if we don't get into the truth. God's word is truth. Sanctify them according to the truth. Oh, come on. John 17, 17 says the word is truth. <sighs> Father, thank you. Bow your head. Close your eyes for a moment. Prayer workers, come up. Get in your place. If you're here today, you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. You want to rededicate your life to the Lord. I'm going to pray both prayers today. And here's what I want you to do. You're going to stay right where you are as I pray this prayer. And if you want me to include you in a prayer to receive Jesus, He's the only way to heaven. Or if you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, as, as an act of faith, I need to see your hand this morning. Say, Pastor Coyne, I want you to pray. Include me in this prayer. Come on, raise your hand today. Let's get this right. Gets us right. Oh, let's pray this prayer after me. Everybody say, God, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for all the ways I missed it. I've sinned. I repent. I'm turning around. Repentant means to stop going in a direction and turning right toward God. Say it with me, Jesus. Man, I need you as my Savior and my Lord. You're alive. You died for my sin. God raised you from the dead. You are Lord and Savior of this world. But we have to receive you now. So God, I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart. I receive you as my Savior and my Lord. I receive your word as my foundation. I receive your word as my truth. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lead me and guide me through your word and your witness. Thank you, Father. Can we appreciate our salvation for a moment. Thank you, God. You know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying this to put fear in anybody's life, but one of our pastors was in a movie and he dropped dead. Heart attack, gone. Don't leave this place without knowing. There's a blessed hope about knowing that regardless of what happens to me, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going in to my Father's presence. Last breath on earth, first breath in heaven. 
And, and just know this, the veil between earth and heaven is getting transparent now because Jesus is coming back soon. And if it's transparent, you know, I'm not trying to say look to try to see people on the other side, but I just know that's happening. And by the way, you don't talk to people that have died. I said, you don't talk to people that have died. I've actually been in a meeting before that the minister said, hey, listen, let's take a moment and, and let's talk to them on the other side. I said, I'm out of here. I don't have a conversation with someone on the other side. The word says it's not right. We can appreciate them. We can go and, and view where their bodies were laid to rest because they're not there. And guess what? They're not dead. They're just in another place. You that are grieving still and someone that's gone to be with the Lord, they are Christians. It's not goodbye. It's see you later. They're just away from our presence right now. They're in another place. Thank you, Father. Let's rededicate our life to the Lord. Don't even raise your hand. Let's just all do it. Father, in Jesus' name, we, we rededicate and reconsecrate our life to you. In your word, we're not going to fall for the lies of this world. Lies bind. Truth liberate. We're going to continue in your word because you said when we do, we're your disciples indeed. And then we're going to know the truth. And that truth is going to set us free from something I'm not that you determined I was. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening. If this message was a blessing to you, make sure to share with your friends and leave a review. For more information about who we are and where we're located, check out our website at harvestastriumph.com.